to Harvest Australia podcast. We trust you will be blessed by this message from Pastor Ryan Davis. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Good to see you all. Everyone ready for 2017? Keeping nice and cool, hopefully. Excellent. Catching some waves, um, catching some rays, getting that tan. Good fun. Excellent. Well, this morning, I would love to share with you about the topic of passion and keeping passionate in 2017. Does that sound good? Excellent. Great. Well, passion, that's what makes us come alive on the inside. What are you passionate about? And uh, I know that I love the culture, a passion for the goodness of God, that core belief inside of us that God is in a good mood, that He is good, um, and that that means we value um, faith, we value hope. So for, for the believer, passion looks like in optim, uh, in someone who is enthusiastic, someone who is optimistic. And so it's, it's our heart here um, at this church to, to really create that. And how many people want to go the next level of passion this year? How many people know that? Passion actually propels us into our purpose. It's supernatural in nature. How many people know that passion's commitment, which when we, we keep going with that passion and commitment, we end up in the, a capacity that enlarges our ter- territory, our influence. And uh, how many people know that when we're living in the goodness of God, everyone around us starts entering into that zone. And I, I love it. I've been reflecting on the first five books of the Bible, and I, I just love the theme running through there. Um, the, um, we've got uh, in Genesis, the creation, and, uh, and then um, in, in Exodus, the calling of the people of God out of Egypt, 400 years of slavery. After that, we've got Leviticus, which is uh, consecration, these sacrifices. And, and then after that, Numbers. And Numbers really is about commitment. The people of of, of, of God, the children of Israel in, in those desert years, in the wilderness, wandering around, God, God, God hoping, God looking at them, thinking about them, um, looking for that response to His goodness. Will they be committed? Will they be committed enough to go from survival into thrival? And so then we have Deuteronomy, which is about capacity, that this is the Lord's blessing upon you. This is how far we can go. This is limitless inheritance. This is awesome. So are you with me this morning? Excellent. So passion. Um, I just want to share a story about two guys who were very passionate guys in the book of Numbers, actually. They were committed. They were committed to the Lord. And uh, I'll just share, um, paraphrase through the story. So what happens is they're getting ready to enter into the promised land, the land of Canaan, which had been promised to Abraham, their forefather. Um, in, uh, back in um, Genesis, Abraham was called into that land. This is the promised land, promised to Abraham some, oh, sorry, over 400 years ago. And so they're getting ready to enter into the promised land. And so Moses says, hey, let's get 12 leaders from each of the tribes. Let's get a, get a bit of a squad going here. And let's send them into the south region to spy out the land, to see what kind of land it is, whether it's good or bad, whether, you know, the, the people are really 
um, big and powerful or they're, they're weak and, and we can, they're timid and we can take that over. Well, what sort of land is this land? You know, they hadn't seen it for so long. Let's get a bit of vision here. So the 12 spies, they go out and they're, they're checking out the land. They're checking out. They say, whoa, there's some, some really big people here like South Australians drinking lots of iced coffee, you know, and, and Balfour's and, yeah, etc. bakery. And really big people, lots of different ites, you know, there. <laughs> um, and then also big fortresses. So not little villages, but there were massive fortresses like castles that these people were living in. And they're, they're checking it out. And, they, and then they see some incredible fruit. They see some incredible grapes. And so they cut down a, a branch with, with a cluster of grapes. They put it on a pole. They also get some pomegranates. I whacked that on there probably, and um, some figs, nice sweet figs, and uh, they take it back to um, Moses, to all the people um, gathered there. But what happens is um, the people, the spies say, the land is amazing. Whoa, it is truly a land flowing with milk and honey. This land is so fruitful. But, but there are giants there are these really humongous, gigantic, enormous people there and, and fortified cities. And, and they start to explain about this. And as they're doing that, the people begin to panic. There begins to be a bit of an uprising of fear, a bit of a frenzy going on. And, uh, and, and, and everyone's getting really, really afraid. But suddenly this dude called Caleb stands up and says, Hey! He actually silences them. He silences the people and says, Hey, uh, let's go up right away. We can do this. Our God is able. Let's go for it, guys. And, um, but they don't listen to him. Night falls. They're crying. They're complaining as the children of Israel in numbers tended to do quite a bit. A bit of murmuring going on. They actually end up wanting to go back to Egypt. And uh, they're, so, they're so scared. But... Uh, Caleb and his friend Joshua, both who were spies, still wanted to go into the land. They, they were keen as to get into that land. And uh, the Lord honored that. He, he was so, so thankful for that, that he actually said um, this of, of Caleb. So we'll put this verse up. Um, let's read this together this morning on the count of three. Ready? One, two, three. But my servant Caleb... Because he has a different spirit in him and has followed me fully, I will bring him into the land where he went and his descendants shall inherit. So this guy's committed. The Lord honors that. And uh, so, you know, that verse in Deuteronomy, may the Lord bless you and make you a thousand times uh, more. This verse would become true of Caleb. He ultimately ended up going into the promised land with Joshua, and they were the only two because the others couldn't enter in because of their unbelief and their fear. So this is the story. Let's pray this morning. Close our eyes. Thank you so much. Lord, we thank you so much for your spirit. Uh, your spirit is a passionate spirit. Your spirit enlivens us, gives us hope, makes us feel free to go out, Lord, into all that you are calling us into. Lord, and we bless this morning, we pray, pray that hope would rise, that callings would be strong this morning upon your people, Lord, and that you would fill us 
um, once more with your spirit. And Lord, thank you so much for coffee as well. Uh, Lord, thank you. It's, it's, it's accepted as an addiction in churches, uh, but also celebrated in Jesus' name. Amen. Hebrews. So there we go. Um, so yes, would you turn with me this morning to Numbers 13? Excellent. While you're doing that, quick story. Hey, you know, when you have a different spirit, when you have a passionate spirit, an optimistic, enthusiastic spirit, the spirit of the Lord, you can always see things differently. You keep that vision, don't you? That's a bit like me with coffee. So, you know, even though it's summer um, (laughs) and, uh, you know, some people might steer clear of the coffee machine and just shy away a little, not me. I remember some years ago, I had a revolution in my life. I was at my friend Nathan's house, who's a barista, and he said, Ryan, do you want to try an affogato? And I said, oh, I don't know. Like, I was a little bit hesitant. Will it be as strong? Will I get the kick out of it that I need, you know, that fix? But hey, he, he was keen. I could see that look in his eyes that that uh, his, he had my best interest at heart, you know. So away he went into the kitchen and he presented me with this ice cream uh, cup, cup, sorry, cup with ice cream in it and, and a splash or two of coffee in it with some chocolate nuts on top, I think. And as I dived into it, I thought, whoa, this is so delicious. What a great combo, ice cream and coffee and a party in my mouth. So lately in the summertime, even though it's hot and I might get a negative report, bad report about how hot it's going to be. I go to, you know, Agatha's down at Bonalanga and Louise goes in and brings out this delicious um, uh, uh, coffee that I can't pronounce because I'm not Italian. So, yeah. <laughs> so there we go. Yes. So everyone in Numbers 13. Great work. Okay, so in verse 27, let's look at a few verses. Verse 27 It says, then they told him and said, we went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey and this is its fruit. I want to bring two points this morning. My first point is that um, to keep your passion, be passionate about the promises of God. I'm talking about staying in the Word of God. I'm talking about reading through the Scripture. I'm talking about meditating on the promises that are given to us. I'm talking about finding those personalized promises that God gives to us for any given day, week, or year. I'm talking about perhaps promises that are over your life that will propel you into your calling, into your purpose to help you persevere. And this is what Joshua and Caleb had. I believe they were dwelling on the promises that God had said to Abraham. You know, how many people know that when you dwell on something on the inside, it affects your dwelling on the outside? So they could easily go into the promised land because they were living the promises in the land of, of, of who they are, their, their, their lives, their, the, the, the culture of their, their um their thoughts and emotions, their passion for the promises of God would lead them into the promised land, meditating. For us in these days, in the New Testament days of grace, the new covenant days, the promised land, the land of Canaan, represents the finished work of Christ, represents everything that Christ has won for us. The promised land, I'm talking about the abundant life that is in salvation for us right here, right now. I'm talking about every spiritual blessing. 
I'm talking about exceedingly great and precious promises through which we have life, everything pertaining to life and godliness. That's Second Peter. I'm talking about a life that is rich and full on the inside that we can release wherever we go. Sound good? Excellent. Come on. The promised land. But what happened is the negative report happened. And uh, if you look at that verse 30, Numbers 13, um, Caleb actually had to quieten the people before Moses. He said, let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. How many people know sometimes we actually have to silence the voices? We have to silence a negative spirit, a negative voice, a bad report. You know, they'd come out of, of Egypt. He is well able. They crossed the Red Sea. He is well able. How many people have been in financial problems before but come through? He is well able. How many people have been sick before? He is well able. How many people know that God is well able? But sometimes, guys, it's actually just cold-blooded. I'm not going to have fear, which is faith in the enemy, which is faith in the wrong thing. That's fear. I'm not going to give in to illusions and um, imaginations about these castles and giants and strongholds. I'm actually going to pull them down and not let them exalt themselves above my God. Come on, He is well able. Come on, we are filled with the resurrection power of God. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in us. Greater is He who is in us than He who is in the world. My friends, He is well able to help you experience salvation, the promised land in this life. I'm talking about peace joy. I'm talking about freedom from addictions, freedom from anxiety, pulling down giants of, of um, intimidation and, and shame, pulling down giants of, of, uh, of things that have knocked your confidence by keeping your eyes on the grapes. Come on. This is, this is good. Not looking at the fortresses, but looking at the fruits. I'm talking about getting vision for Christ, getting into the promises, dwelling on the promises of God and getting vision for your life. The lens of the promises of God, the focus of the promises of God, the perspective of the promises of God. And here's my second point today. I've got two points. Keep, to, to stay passionate, to keep passionate. Keep yourself in the presence of God, which is the power of God. So keep in the promises, passionate about the promises, passionate about the presence of God. Come on. Becoming more aware of the presence of God. You know, the, the children of Israel, when we, we read... Um, in 13, actually the, the 12, sorry, the 10 spies saying, there we saw, verse 33, the giants, the descendants of Anak came, so came from the giants and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight and so we were in their sight. So they were, weren't aware of the presence of God. They, they were limiting their calling to their presence. But Joshua and Caleb were aware of the presence of God. They valued the presence of God, His power, what He was able to do. And I think that our view of ourselves affects how others see us, affects how others view us. We need to get vision. We need to get a revelation of who we are in Christ 
to then bring a manifestation into our daily experience, into our lifestyle. If we believe we're a royal priesthood, a chosen generation, we will walk like that. You know, walking like you are royalty. Come on, even dressing like you are royalty, if you can afford David Jones, etc. <laughs> walking like you were chosen. I'm talking about the way you hold yourself, looking people in the eye, the way you speak, getting a revelation that you're a royal um, uh, nation, you're, a, uh, sorry, a royal people, a chosen generation. Getting a revelation that you are a co-heir with Christ Jesus, more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. And when we believe that, uh, we begin to experience that because it's fact, faith, experience. And so meditating on that, meditating on the promises and in that becoming aware of the presence and shoo, suddenly you're really big. Suddenly you feel, you feel bigger than any little problem, any little annoying, intimidating thing that you're confronting this year. You're like, I will take that down. Let's go. Let's get into there. Come on. So we can silence the negative report, the bad report. We can say God is more than able. And we can start to see ourselves of who we are in Christ and from that place move on in. This is passion, my friends. Yes. All right. So turning over to uh, chapter 14, I just want to bring your attention to uh, one of my favorite verses here in the story. It says um, in verse 9 of chapter 14, Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are our bread. Their protection has departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear. Come on, he's saying that God is for us, not against us. He'll never leave us or forsake us. And so every opposition we face will become an opportunity to grow in our capacity. Those giants are going to be food for our faith. Come on, the Bible says rejoice with trials. Rejoice when you're faced with trials. Consider it joy. And so they had to, they, they were thinking. They were thinking right. They were believing right. They were staying enthusiastic, optimistic, full of faith, hopeful. They had a different spirit than the others. Excellent. And so I want to encourage you guys this morning, and we put that verse up again. What would it look like in, in some areas of your life to enter more into a land flowing with milk and honey where you feel free, where you feel alive, where you feel peace and joy. What areas of your life would that be? To approach that with an opposite spirit, a different spirit, full of faith. To find a promise and then face that problem with the promise and persevere. And you'll see yourself coming to purpose and greater um, opportunity. And just come up. So I'm, I'm really excited, guys, about this year. I'm excited about seeing Harvest Australia Church go to the next level of what he's calling us into, what territory he's calling us into, what, um, uh, how, how our uh, capacity is going to enlarge. But I believe it's going to take um, commitment, commitment to be believing, to be believing, commitment to him, staying in faith, Staying optimistic, staying full of hope, and silencing negativity. When you feel negativity around you, silence it in, on the inside. When you are hearing negative things, 
You don't have to be rude and say, shut up or something like that. But just say, say something positive. Come on, we're all on this journey. Look, don't just think, oh, that's Ryan's personality. Passion, can, passion looks like commitment. It looks like grit. It looks like dedication. It looks like perseverance. Come on, guys. I remember I was in my room last uh, yesterday afternoon and um, my old room that I grew up in as a teenager. And um, my parents were looking after the two girls and I was preparing for today. And I had a flashback, a memory came back to me because I spent many hours in there, like, you know, seeking God. And uh, when I was 17, I, I struggled a lot with um, self-image. I struggled a lot with insecurity and uh, trying to find my place in this world. What is my calling? And I remember God brought me into salvation. He brought me into freedom. And a huge weight came off my shoulders. I felt released and set free from my past. I felt saved. But then something else happened. Not only was I called into salvation, but I was called into youth ministry, actually, at that time, or called into ministry. My friend Chris, my cousin, actually, a bit older than me, invited me to a youth leaders camp. I thought, who am I to go to a youth leaders camp when I've had such a sketchy, dodgy last few years? But I decided to go. He was keen. He was enthusiastic, a passionate young guy. And uh, he invited me along. And I remember feeling a little out of place. But it didn't take long until the Spirit of Christ rose up in me. And, and, and Ryan, you are meant to be here. This is your place. This is your space. This is your territory. I've given this to you. I've called you to this. It's time to, to rise to the challenge. Come rise above the bad report that you're hearing about your past. Rise up against intimidation that you think you're not good enough, that you don't match up to these other guys. And so I took it. I owned it with passion. I remember they went around the room and they said, say two things about God. And it just came out of me. And uh, everyone was going around, say two things about God. And, I, and something broke when I said that publicly. And... My friend Chris, such a great guy. He'd been a punk rocker, you know, in his bedroom with peroxide hair. Like, doo, 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 doo. remember watching him. He's so cool. But now I looked at him like, you're passionate about Jesus. And that is way cool. That is um, uh, attractive. It looks addictive. It's contagious. I can see you're courageous from this passion that you found in Jesus. He's reading the Message Bible um, by the trampolines that we're away homestead. And uh, instead of amen, it says, yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved it. And I was getting so excited for Jesus. But years later, after being 17, I kept going. I kept growing in passion. I kept growing in my love for Jesus, staying in the Word, which meant I stayed in relationship with the Lord. I stayed hearing His voice. And opportunities began to open up through commitment. I remember um, he, some things happened to him, Chris, and he struggled a little. But he came into my room um, where I'd been praying and seeking the Lord and if there's something about that room, I still go there today and I feel the presence of, of God there. There's a map of the world and a desk and the map's not there anymore, the desk. But, um, but I, rem I remember him coming in on my 21st birthday and I was showing him around the house, showed him my room. And he, and he looked at me as, as I was talking to him. He said, Ryan, you've got such a passion for God. And that's one of the greatest compliments anyone has ever given me in my life. You've got a passion for God. Come on. When we live passionately, 
We give God the glory. I want us to come against false humility and say, I'm not going to step out because I don't want to show myself to be something else. You know, but we're not going to make excuses for something God has given to us. When He said, that's your inheritance, that's your fruit, that's what I've called you to in Christ, peace, joy, freedom, you go get it. You go claim it and own it. If He's called you to a specific ministry until He changes it, you stay in that ministry, you go for it in that ministry. Come on. He will enlarge your capacity. I'm talking about being fruit Driven, keeping eyes on the fruit, not the fortresses, the grapes, not the giants, and going and getting what is rightfully yours in Christ. Come on. And so here we are today, guys. I want us to stand to our feet and uh, we'll finish with a song. But before we do, I just want us to uh, welcome in the Holy Spirit, uh, welcome in the different spirit into our lives. Don't partner with a negative spirit. Break agreement today. I want you just to meditate on your walk with the Lord thus far. And just to begin to say, yes, Lord, I'm, I'm in this. I'm committed. I'm going to do this. You might even like to say, yes, Lord, Harvest Australia Church, let's do this. Let's do this together. I'm going to be like Joshua and Caleb. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to get this done. Thank you, Jesus. More of you, more of you. You might like to put out your hands just as a sign of welcoming in and receiving. This isn't a time to, to give, but I want it to be a time. Just receive in. Receive in deeply. Let that sink in. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. This year will look different in areas of your life because you're approaching those areas with a different spirit, a positive, optimistic, enthusiastic, faith-filled Resurrection empowered spirits, haha, <laughs> overcoming spirits. Like, like Caleb said, we will overcome them. You are overcomers. Thank you, Jesus. I want us to sing this praise song. Jackie's going to lead us. The band can come up and uh, we'll finish with this. If you'd like some prayer this morning, you just feel you'd need some impartation. Uh, I won't so much pray or prophesy, but just a, a quick impartation. Um, I'm, I'm happy to do that. You might like to line up in front as you worship. But I'm going to leave it there. Let's give the Lord a clap. Let's celebrate this year. Praise God. Thanks for joining us on the Harvest Australia podcast. For more information and events in the life of Harvest Australia Church, please visit harvestaustralia.org.